With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. A lot to recap from yesterday, maybe some breaking news with Deshaun Watson. Keep an eye on what's going on with the Live Tour. You know, I was talking about some of the golfers at the British Open, the Open Championship. Then next thing we find out is our good buddy David Faherty is leaving NBC for the Live Tour. Charles Barkley will probably get his offer tomorrow night from the Live Tour. Charles could be going to the Live Tour. Now, that to me would be bigger than any of these other golfers. If you say, now, Phil Mickelson got this started because that added some legitimacy. So you go, wow, okay, Phil's going. And then you had Dustin Johnson. You had Patrick Reed, Bryson DeChambeau. You had some names. And then all of a sudden, it's like, and David Faraday's going to go be one of the announcers. Okay, they don't have a TV deal yet, but they have an announcer. And then they might have the most valuable announcer, analyst, voice in the business with Charles Barkley. Charles doesn't make a great salary at TNT. I think it's less than $10 million a year. And he's more valuable than any of the other voices right now. In my opinion, he's the most valuable voice in sports media. You throw in all the commercials because he may lose those endorsements. A lot of these players who have joined the Live Tour lost endorsements. Charles knows that he may lose those. So if you're going to go after Charles Barkley, you don't have a TV deal, and you have David Faraday, what are you going to give Charles Barkley? And Charles says he's going to listen to them, I believe, tomorrow night and decide what he's going to do, and he might have to leave TNT. That's why this is a huge deal. And Charles knows that he may have to leave TNT to do this. What, what's the what's the problem? When you said that, I, I th- we were all thinking to ourselves, okay, if Charles Barkley, he, he doesn't cover golf for a living generally, so 
He could go cover some golf on the side, make $10 million, and wouldn't bother me. As soon as you said he made to leave TNT, that's where we all went, uh-uh, uh If I'm, no way, Charles can't do that. Well. For any amount of money. I, I'm just putting it out there, what I was told, what I was told this morning, Charles knows he may have to leave TNT. That would be bad for everybody. So you can say, oh, my gosh, these golfers, if uh, Cameron Smith is going to leave. By the way, you know, he's from Australia. Greg Norman, the last Australian to win the Open Championship, and that's probably a conversation that they've had or been having, and we're still waiting to see if he's going to join the Live Tour. But if Charles Barkley would leave TNT and go to the Live Tour, that's a big deal. That has nothing (laughs) – that's not growing the game. Now you're taking away from the NBA with this. This has nothing to do with golf, per se. And who is going to, are you more likely now to get a TV deal? And who is going to step up and wants to be that TV partner? That's what I'd be curious about. Unless TBS says, hey, we'll be the TV partner. But then they're also with the PGA Tour, they have, I, I think there's a partial coverage on TNT or TBS with a couple of events. Yes, Seaton. Why would he need to leave TBS or TNT? I don't know. Charles, Turner. Charles is the one who said it. So I don't know. I mean, they may say, all right, go. Now, he may say that um, if I'm going to leave, can he keep his endorsements? Because he staying at TBS, TNT, Subway, and some of the other commercials that he does. So he... He'd be giving those up, perhaps, because those sponsors may sh- say, you're going to the Live Tour. Well, Charles may say, well, if I'm going to the Live Tour, I'm going to lose these sponsors, then I'll just go here and I can work 8 to 12 weeks out of the year and make $30 million, let's say. Let's say Charles makes $10 million in salary, $10 million in endorsements, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm at the high side of his salary. I believe Charles is making around $7 million at TBS, which if you look at what some of these other guys are getting, it's an absolute steal. Best bargain, Charles Barkley. But if Charles decides that he's going to go to the Live Tour, he loses his sponsors, then maybe he'll just say, all right, you got to cover everything here, my salary and my endorsements, and maybe Charles Barkley ends up on the Live Tour. Now, if he does, I would hope that he gets to play in some of these events. I'll tune in. Then that would be interesting. But I still don't know where I can find this other than streaming it. And if you're looking on return of a, a, you know, on investment, I'm going to gather all these guys we got some names. We might have the Open Championship uh, winner. Uh, we got David Faraday and uh, Charles Barkley there. All right. Maybe. Maybe you get a TV deal out of this. Yeah, Paul. The only thing I could think that makes sense is that Charles talked that he wants to re- retire in the ne- near future from TNT. He's talked publicly about that. Like, there won't be a next contract. A lot of people say that. But if, if he wanted to retire you know, two years early, that's a good payout, the live tour. And I don't know what Charles wants to do. I mean, he, it's a grind to do that every night or every other night at TBS. They have a lot of fun, but he doesn't enjoy watching basketball. Charles loves golf. He loves hockey, too. He loves hockey more than he does the NBA. But that's just something to keep an eye on with Charles Barkley tomorrow, from what I'm told, that I guess he'll get the offer from the Live Tour. 
But then you got David Faraday. That one surprised me. That one surprised me. But uh, David Faraday is uh, going to leave NBC and uh, Golf Channel and going to the Live Tour. All right. So we're just getting started here. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. A lot of fun last night. Juan Soto beats Julio Rodriguez to win the Home Run Derby. It was fun. I enjoyed it last night. Uh, baseball makes an all-star game format change just just in case you you might not go into a game going, ah, I'm rooting for extra innings. I am because they're going to decide it by home runs, a mini home run derby. This will be like uh, penalty kicks in soccer. And uh, if there is a tie after nine innings, then uh, they settle it, of course, with home runs. Uh, let's see. Poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. Say good morning to those watching on Peacock. Download the app, and you can watch this show for free. We could ever charge you, given this content. And we say good morning to iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, and the great number of uh, affiliates we have around the country, numbering nearly 400. Now, here's the news we have with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's intent to sue may remain moot. Two to eight games could be the final range of punishment. That's the headline on Pro Football Talk with Mike Florio. Yesterday, the big news came from Charles Robinson's report, very good NFL reporter. The NFLPA and Watson are prepared to file a federal federal lawsuit attacking a full-season suspension. If that's the end result of the NFL's internal process. However, the feeling within the Watson camp and the union is it won't come to that. Charles Robinson says, uh, as one source who has reviewed the materials submitted last week by the parties to the judge, Susan Robinson told Pro Football Talk on Monday, the final punishment most likely won't be one year. The Currently expected range is two to eight games. Um, I was told indefinite suspension because they weren't sure if there was going to be another shoe to drop. Now, the Texans, Texans settled that lawsuit. And I was told and informed the audience a couple of weeks ago that that was one that was hanging out there, that nobody was talking about the Texans role in all of this. Well, they settled 30 lawsuits just like that. Done. Watson and the NFLPA should, if they haven't already, consider raising the point with uh, the judge that uh, if you're going to uh, respond to this, the NFL investigating the Texans over that situation that resulted in 30 civil settlements, that, uh, you know, any league action against the uh, Texans would provide further proof of a double standard between club management and players of what happened to the Texans and what could happen to Deshaun Watson. So it's a lot of legalese here. And the NFLPA has to be with Deshaun Watson. He's a member of the union, so they have to represent him. Whether they think he's guilty or not, that's not the point. They have to fight for his behalf, and it's all about precedent. You want to make sure that he's treated the same way that Tom Brady was that Ben Roethlisberger was, that Ray Rice was. And, and yes, different crimes, but they that's their job. And from what I was told a couple of weeks ago, that it felt like indefinite suspension, and uh, I even asked a source on this, that uh, could you see where he's not punished at all, 
And my source said, no, that's not going to happen, that he will be punished. The question is, how much? And is that enough to placate the NFL? Because the NFL is worried about our reaction to it, your reaction to it as fans. Like, are you kidding me? All of this, and he got four games? And then appeals it and gets three games? That's what they're worried about. Like, how much is enough where everybody goes, okay, yeah, hope that hurt. Now we move on. We got other things to worry about. And the NFL does want to move on from this. My source said that, you know, they want a strong punishment. And, you know, this comes down to the commissioner. The NFL can appeal this, and then it's heard by the commissioner. So this is an independent judge who is going to rule on this. And then the commissioner can come back and say, we're going to appeal that, and we want to give him 12 games, let's say. That is sort of the process here. And then if you, if you threaten uh, litigation here, taking it to you know, the federal courts, I don't know if you do it, you're going to suspend it, or you want to delay the uh, suspension here. So there's a lot of games being played here. Could it come down? And I think that the decision is going to come down uh, maybe this week. Camps are opening up. The NFL knows, you know, need to be fair to everybody involved in this. I don't know what their time frame is on it. And, and they have other cases that they have to hear. There's other disciplinary action. I mean, there's so much more that goes. It's not like they're just going, we got one thing on, on our agenda, to-do list, Deshaun Watson. There's a lot of other things. But I think those are things to keep an eye on. How much is enough? How much is not enough? And is it worth up, you know, saying we're going to appeal, and then Deshaun Watson's camp goes, oh, okay, well, maybe we take this to a higher court here. And I think that's really going to be the key here. Yeah, Paulie? I think what's going to be interesting, let's say this story breaks on Thursday, and it's, oh, Deshaun Watson, hypothetically, let's say he gets eight-game suspension. The entire casual sports fan world is going to say, oh, Commissioner Goodell took it easy on him. Commissioner Goodell has nothing to do with this, uh, apparently, You know, Sue Robinson is a neutral arbitrator who's going to make this decision. But I think all the blame will go on the feet of Roger Goodell, even though he's not involved in the punishment. And one of the strongest arguments on Watson's behalf actually comes from the language of the policy involved here. Ownership and club or league management have traditionally been held to a higher standard and will be subject to more significant discipline. Well, that hasn't been the case. You know, the Texans settled. Are the Texans going to be punished here? There's a lot of precedent that could be set here. And I think that's what Deshaun Watson's legal team is looking at. And if you're the NFL, how much is enough is what it's going to come down to. But uh, I was told that you could get a decision by the end of this week with Deshaun Watson. I don't know if it's a final decision, because you're going to have to have both sides to agree you know, the NFL has to say, all right, we're not going to appeal this. And then, therefore, Watson's camp won't go, all right, let's take this to a higher court here. But those are just some of the things that are uh, going on. A little bit later on, we'll talk some baseball. Our good buddy Kevin Mala from the Major League Baseball Network, the uh, former Oregon wide receiver, one of the better hurdlers in the world, uh, Devin Allen will join us. He's uh, getting ready to go to the Eagles camp as a wide receiver. I hadn't played football in six years. And he can tell us about this false start that they had, uh, that he was disqualified. He was in the finals for the uh, 
hurdles and was probably expected to certainly medal, if not be the uh, favorite to win it all. Yeah, Seaton. Does someone like Devin Allen go into uh, camp having not played in six years? Is that just a sort of byproduct of how important speed has become? And not that it wasn't always, but it yeah. seems like you've got especially quick wide receivers right now. I always go back to Ronaldo Nehemiah, who was one of the great hurdlers, Olympic hurdlers, and he played for the 49ers. And trying to make that transition from being a hurdler, and your body is in a different shape than it would be if you're an NFL player, but he was a great returner, very dangerous returner at Oregon, but to be out of the NFL for six years, I'm going to ask him, could that be a good thing? And trying to make the Eagles roster here. So he'll join us a little bit later on. Phone calls, 877-3DP-SHOW. Operator, Tyler, standing by. You can uh, email, tweet as well. Poll question coming up. Take a break. Just getting started on this Tuesday. Dan and the Dan S. Dan Patrick Show. Record high temperatures everywhere. And you want to be cool. You want to look cool, but actually literally be cool. And you can do that. Link Soul. L-I-N-K-S-O-U-L dot com. Link Soul, they have the uh, Boardwalker AC collection. Keeps you cool wherever you go. And we're talking about technology here. They have a fabric specifically designed to be moisture wicking, quick drying. And they use laser technology to add precision cut perforations. Maximum airflow. And uh, that's featured in the Boardwalker AC short, the Saturday workout short, or even the classic Chino. The AC technology comes in every style that you need. Every day we come in and we go, what are we wearing today with Link Soul? I got the hoodie on today. I got the chinos on today. Paulie's got the shorts on today. Very breezy. Yeah. Todd is a big fan. I love them. I got my nice blue shorts. I'm feeling nice and cozy cool. Yeah. Picks up the blue in my eyes. I always appreciate that, Todd. Thank you. You're welcome. Link Soul. They've got something for you to keep you cool in more ways than one. LinkSoul.com. L-I-N-K-S-O-U-L.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Sign up for the newsletter available. Comes out at 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific, and it recaps everything on the show. Also gives you a head start on some of the great T-shirts we have. Sign up, danpatrick.com. Put your email address in the box that slides out. Bottom right corner. This program brought to you by the great folks at Stiefel. We all have different ideas about success. We achieve it at different times in different ways. We strive to reach our financial goals. And you can't afford to make mistakes. Go alone. Don't do it. Invest in your success. Invest with a Stiefel Financial Advisor, Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. SEC Media Day. It's almost like a fan fest because there's nothing going on there other than a bunch of guys talking to the media. But people waiting in line and dressed up, it's like they're going to a football game. And uh, Greg Sankey is the commissioner. He's basically the commissioner of college football, but he's the SEC commissioner. And he talked about the possibility of the SEC expanding even further. There's no sense of urgency in our league, no panic in reaction to others' decisions. We know who we are, we are confident in our collective strength, and we are uniquely positioned to continue to provide remarkable experiences educationally, 
and athletically, along with world-class support to student-athletes. Okay. He's basically the guy at the club who decides who gets in. You know, the guy who's always behind the velvet rope. And I can tell you how uncomfortable it is to stand out there, as I did in uh, the, my early days in New York City. Never got in. Ever. Wasn't good looking. Nobody knew who I was. Wasn't dressed appropriately. But you're outside and you're way, hey, I'm right here. And they would look right by you because they wanted interesting people in there. I was sort of Kansas football. Non-threatening. Nobody wants me. Like, oh, that's all right. That's cute. All right. Um, You want to be more than Kansas football if you want to get behind the velvet ropes. You get to be Texas. You get to be Oklahoma. Now, keep, keep in mind, there's a lot of things that are going on right now. The key is, through all of this, Notre Dame, the states of Florida and North Carolina. That's what's going on right now. Notre Dame the states of Florida and North Carolina. I'll explain. Notre Dame and the Big Ten. The the TV deal was supposed to be done by Memorial Day. It's been held up. Notre Dame, it just came out yesterday, wants $75 million to continue their partnership with NBC and be an independent. Notre Dame if they get a better deal to join the Big Ten or they don't get that deal from NBC, now all of a sudden, if Notre Dame joins the Big Ten, uh, now now you might get reaction elsewhere. And other schools may go, "Uh uh-oh, Notre Dame's joining the Big Ten. Does the Big Ten then go after other schools? Well, here's a list from what I'm told. For the Big Ten, after Notre Dame, the plan would be, North Carolina, Duke, NC State, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and Syracuse. So that's that's the bigger picture, bigger possibility here. So now you take care of the state of North Carolina. You get Notre Dame. If you get Notre Dame, you're going to get the Northeast. So the SEC, as I told you last week, is looking at Clemson, Miami, and Florida State. Now, Central Florida is also in the mix. Georgia Tech's in the mix. Louisville is in in the mix as well. For the SEC, that would mean that you would lock up Georgia, South Carolina, Florida, Alabama, Louisiana, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Kentucky. That's what this is all about. It's like a game of risk. If you've ever played that game where you roll dice and you try to take over an entire country, that's what's going on. It's a big game of risk, and the app word title is risk. The Big 12. Big 12 and Pac-12 are not going to merge. That news came out yesterday. But from what I'm told, the Big 12 will look at Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado. And that'll be in the next couple of weeks. Pac-12 trying to repair the damage done by a former commissioner over the last 12 years. And really, it comes down to, can you get a TV deal? Um, so there's, there's a lot of things that are going on right now. Also, that um, the USC-UCLA announcement, they, they announced that on June 30th. 
they want to give a clear year, one clear year for the Pac-12 to avoid any possible legal complications. Uh, the governor, Gavin Newsom, has already said, hey, you know what, we may not allow this, or we don't want to allow this. Because keep in mind, USC's private and UCLA is public. Public institution, private institution. So they're giving a year for the legal process to play out here. Uh, let me see if there's anything else. Um, uh, now that's about it. My source said, in the end, Notre Dame is the key. Their athletic director, Jack Swarbrick, is the key. He's known this for 20 years, that they were going to get to this point about were they going to stay an independent. So you have that. You have Notre Dame, the states of Florida, and North Carolina, and that will be the pivot in all of this with expansion. And it's not a question of if, but when. Yeah, Paul. Brian Kelly, the LSU head coach, talked yesterday, and he was asked about Notre Dame, what he thinks they're going to do. And he was he was cautious, of course, but he goes, he said the people at Notre Dame, Jack Swarbrick, they're going to make the best decision for Notre Dame, and it's going to help any area of college football. But he goes, I they're going to take their time. They don't make rash decisions. No, and if you get $75 million, and I was told last week from a source that uh, is, is involved in this, said that uh, he thought Notre Dame was going to stay an independent. But the Big Ten media rights, what's that mean for Notre Dame? And if they do join. But the fact that you know the ACC would not, not exist anymore, uh, the Pac-12 would be kind of scattered going to the Big 12 here, and then you might get to the point where we have three large conferences, SEC, Big 10, and Big 12. And maybe you get 20 teams, 22 teams in each of these conferences. So now we get close to 60, which I thought was the magical number, and maybe you just split it up. That's where we're headed. Expand the playoffs in a couple of years. But uh, that's sort of the backdrop of everything that's going on right now. Yeah, Seton. Why does $75 million not seem like a big number to me for Notre Dame? Yeah. I, to me, it's like, hey, they want $75 million. It's like, that's it? And those are for just their home games. Because their road games were, I think, normally on ABC or ESPN. The home games. So you're paying that kind of money for Notre Dame home games. But... Everybody's saying all the right things, you know, all these coaches, you know, they're all picking their words carefully. In fact, here's Brian Kelly talking about, uh, this is now the LSU head coach, about musical chairs. From your perspective, as someone that's on the inside, seeing all these other teams that are trying to get on the inside, can you describe what that's like? Musical chairs, and then the music's going to stop here, and you're not going to have a place at the table. And I think that's scary for a lot of universities, and there's not enough chairs for everybody. That's the current state of college football. Absolutely. It's what I've been saying, and it's a great summary by Coach Kelly. It's a game of musical chairs. And if you're Florida State, you're Clemson. What are we going to do? Miami, what are we going to do? SEC. We don't need to make a move right now. We're good. Yeah. We don't have to listen, okay? We're the SEC. Yeah. All right? We're 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 wagging the dog, okay? We don't have anything to worry. We're not going to freak out about a couple of moves, okay? Here is uh, Lane Kiffin talking about college football is now professional. 
I'm sure other people said it. I said it day one. You legalize cheating, and so get ready for the people that have the most money to get the best players. And now you have it. So it is what it is. And as far as a general manager to manage that, we aren't allowed in the current system to manage what they make. So, um, so there isn't. Well, we're not there yet. And I don't know that we ever will be. That's just what I said it should be because that's what any other. You know, professional sports, which is what we are now, does. And it feels like everybody's waiting for the other person to jump in or say something or do something. And then somebody's going to do something. Because it's all about the student-athlete, right? Yeah, Paul. I think I just figured it out. Lane Kiffin's role in the SEC, he's Kieran Culkin's role in secession. He's Roman Roy. He says what everyone wants to say. He's kind of got that... What the hell attitude? Mm. He's not in charge of anything, but he feels like he's in charge of everything. He's got the Roman Roy uh, attitude. Uh, poll question, Seton. What are we going to go with today? we got a couple options. We could do one off Notre Dame. We could say, uh, since we're talking about them, in the next five years, Notre Dame will stay independent or join a conference. Maybe I'd do three years yeah. instead of five. Yeah, let's do three. Three? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Three years, Notre Dame. Yeah. I, uh, boy. Well, they're independent as a football team. Now, they're in the ACC. Well, yeah. But... Yeah. What even is the ACC anymore? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, we're going to find out here in the next couple of years. You'd be like, uh, wait, where'd everybody go? Uh, what else do you have? Who would you give $500 million to, Juan Soto or Julio Rodriguez? i give it to Juan Soto. Although I loved what I saw with Julio Rodriguez. That, you know, he didn't back down from the pressure there. And and he went toe to toe, and I, I, this is where you make a name for yourself nationally, because the Mariners have done really well in the last month and a half, but you got a 21 year old, and he was in the home run derby. Not many people knew much about him, but I love that he had over 30 home runs in uh, two different uh, spins there. Um, let me see if I have this here. Um, his 32 home runs in the first round, fourth most in a single round, his 31 in the second round, tied for the fifth most. And uh, he finished with 81 home runs, second most in Derby history behind Vlad Guerrero, had 91 in uh, 2019. Stat of the day, stat of the day, here comes that what stat of the day. Stop. Stat of the day brought to you by the great folks at Panini, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Uh, Soto is not quite 24, second youngest derby champ, one day older than the uh, 1993 champ, Juan Gonzalez. It was, it was good for baseball last night. Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols is only a couple of years younger than Tom Brady. He's 42 years, 184 days. Oldest player to compete in the Derby. And I wondered if he would have enough energy. Because I think Albert Pujols was in the Home Run Derby as a way to sort of say, hey, thank you, and uh, this is my final All-Star appearance. And, uh, hey, I get to go up there and hit a couple of home runs and then say goodnight to everybody. And then it's almost like, wait a minute. Wait, I advanced? Oh, God. I don't have any. Can I get some ice, please? 
Yes, Todd. And to see him so revered was so nice to see that yeah. when they were taking shots at him, they were all kind of gathered around like he was holding court. Whether he had something to say or not, they just wanted to be around him. <laughs> yes, you got the Dominican players. Uh, they uh, they were bowing. Kyle Schwarber was bowing down to him. Now, there are people who thought Kyle Schwarber may have thrown his uh, head-to-head match out of respect for Albert Pujols. If that's the case, okay, that's fine. It's like uh, Mickey Mantle hit his 500th home run after it was Denny Mc- Denny McLean served up a meatball to Mickey Mantle late in his career, and Mickey hit his 500th home run. And Denny McLean wanted to have Mickey hit his 500th home run. It's the all-star game, having fun. It's home run derby. And you still got a legitimate champ at the end of it because Soto is certainly that. But I just wonder, what is the number for him? $500 million? First of all, I wouldn't sign anybody to a 15-year deal. In, if I'm a player, I don't want to sign a 15-year deal. If, if I'm going to bet on myself, and Soto probably would bet on himself, I'm guessing, get a five-year deal, six-year deal, then you're going to be back on the market again. Now, then you're also looking at the numbers. Is baseball going to continue to grow, or will these numbers start to come back down? Yes, Eden. Isn't there something to be said for stability? I mean, maybe that's like a super naive way of looking at it, and I'm just kind of trying to play devil's advocate, I guess, a little bit. But Are you talking about from the player's perspective yeah, or the team? from the player's perspective. It's almost $500 million. You basically... Theoretically, your entire career is set. You're good. You got more money than you could possibly imagine. The difference between 440 and 500. Yeah, but if I look at the numbers, he's he's not going to be the highest paid player in baseball, and it's over 15 years that he'd be paid that. I think if the Nationals got that, and he would be what 38 going on 39 when it was all said and done, then maybe they get a bargain out of that. If I'm if I'm Juan Soto, do I want to be locked in anywhere for 15 years? I would think five years. Like, you know, I don't know what the organization's going to do. They're not a good team now. You know, they won a World Series, but where are we going to be? And are they going to be able to spend money because they're spending all that money with you? I think that would be my my great curiosity. Who's going to be your manager in three years or five years, seven years, or the GM? Is there new ownership? Like there's, there's too much to chance there. Remember when Evan Longoria signed that nine-year deal? It was like $48 million, and he was in the minor leagues. And I thought, at the time, wow, that, that seems like a long time for a guy who's in the minors. And I think it turned out to be a bargain for Tampa Bay. But I remember he signed, I think it was a nine-year, $48 million deal. Yeah, Paul. He, he sure did. He was just about to be brought up, and they said, we want to lock you down now, earlier, yeah. and not wait for you to be Rookie of the Year, which he was, and <laughs> two-time All-Star. So Tampa ended up getting you know the 10 best years of his career for under $100 million. Well, it's just like the Cardinals with Pujols. I mean, that's one of the best bargains in all the sports because he was a Hall of Famer after those 10 years with the Cardinals, and they didn't spend an inordinate amount of money on him. I think they got him like a hundred million for the ten years. Yeah, Paulie. That's right on. Right on. They spent about a hundred eleven million dollars, St. Louis Cardinals, on Albert Pujols' yeah. ten Hall of Fame years. Like he is first ballot with the Cardinals. Yeah. 
Would he be a Hall of Famer after the Cardinals? By far. Like, if he stopped playing at age 30, Albert Pujols was an all-star all nine seasons. No, after that. Oh. Oh, with, with L.A.? Yeah. No. He made one all-star team. He was a nice player. Uh, with the L.A. Angels, always tough to say, Albert Pujols hit two fifty six. Yeah. With 222 okay. home runs. Okay. Oh, yeah. My nice bad. career. My bad. But it's like Tom Brady's had two Hall of Fame careers. Like, how many players play long enough where you could be a Hall of Famer twice? Yes, Eaton. Albert Pujols, I really enjoyed seeing him there last night. It really added something. It, him, Maybe it was the victory lap. Even if he didn't uh, go f- further and he had just been knocked out in that first round, I thought it was awesome seeing him out there. For some reason, I was really rooting for him. I like when sports remember, you know, because a lot of times it's about now as opposed to you forget about some of these great players and what they meant to the game. It was just cool to see Ken Griffey Jr. taking photos there last night. And, you know, that's a legend there, and he's taking photos. But, but to have those players still be involved or remembered is great. Yeah, Mar. I think baseball does that the best. Even when uh, Ted Williams in 99 yeah. or – uh, Cal Ripken, when A-Rod made a move to shortstop yep. uh, for his last All-Star game, and he hit a, hit a home run in that game. So I think baseball probably does that the best out of any sport. Let's take a break. we got our play of the day coming up next. We will get to your phone calls back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The play, the play, is called play of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Five seconds to go with 31, 32, and he will shut it down there. What a start to this derby. 32 shots for Julio Rodriguez and a standing ovation. Only five players in derby history have hit at least 30 home runs in a single round. Rodriguez, the only player to do it twice. That's your play of the day, courtesy of ESPN. Play of the day brought to you by Discover. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem uh, credit card rewards. Or we could talk about how, with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. That's amazing. Learn more. Discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. How about this? Great uh Guess programming tonight. You have uh, Clayton Kershaw starting, and his uh, first batter he'll face is Shohei Otani. That's good TV. That's what we like. Yeah, Paul. If I'm Kershaw, I serve one up and say, hey, man, there's a lot more where that came from when you become a Dodger in two years. <laughs> come come join us. Mm. Anything to get him over. Mm. I don't know. Knowing Kershaw, nah, uh, I think he's going to be throwing that wicked curveball there. Be like uh, Otani. Hey, you're a good pitcher, good hitter, but uh, how about a little piece of cheese right there? You like that? <laughs> That's what I would be doing. 
How about a nice little piece How of about cheese a little piece right of cheese. there? Mm, you like that? Mm. How about Uncle Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> See Kershaw last night sleeveless? Yeah, oh, I know. I know. It, it's like, did he, did, he, did he make that T-shirt? Did somebody rip it up and then give it to him? But uh, he was out there as if he was out in his backyard, you know, having a barbecue or something. Uh, Andrew in Washington leads us off. Hi, Andrew. What's on your mind today? Hey, good morning, Dan and Danette. Thanks for taking my call. Um, real quick, I, I missed yesterday if you guys celebrated the Summer League champs, Portland Trail Blazers, with the MVP of the championship game, the uh, Trendon Watford. I know you guys are big you know, Summer League fans. Mm-hmm. I, I missed it. But um, one other question for you, Dan. I was listening yesterday about Tom Brady's parenting problems, and then you kind of said the same thing where you wanted your kids to establish, them, establish themselves. I had a question. What's the hardest thing you didn't do for your kids that you could have, knowing that it'd be better for them to do on their own? With that, you guys have a great week. I'll talk to you later. Thank you, Andrew. Hmm. What did I not help my kids with? Well, certainly homework. I didn't help them with that. I don't think I was patient enough with my children when it came to athletics, certainly my son, because it just came naturally to me. And I don't know if I was patient enough with him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that he's 30. It still bothers me because he did try. He tried everything. He just wasn't an athlete. Uh, but, I mean, he's grown into a great man. But you, at, at the time, you know, I was so caught up in my career. And you just forget. Like, they don't know you're caught up in your career. They just want to know, hey, can you teach me? And I just didn't have the – I didn't understand that he didn't pick it up as quickly as I did. And, uh, you know, even with my daughters, to get them to understand – I mean, they complain now because they have boyfriends, and they're like, Dad, you never told us about sports. I'm like, you were around it constantly. And I I would get it home, and then I didn't want to talk sports because I – I didn't want to bring work home. So, you know, that's probably a big regret, having patience. If you're, if you're a parent, and I say this from experience, and you have children, patience and sense of humor. Those are the two things that I lacked. And uh, I think go, if you have that every day, patience and a sense of humor, well, really with your wife or your husband, if you don't, then you end up with regrets like I do. Like, I didn't have any patience, and I didn't have a sense of humor back then. As we've talked about where my poor little daughter is saying, Dad, why don't you jump into the water? And I say as I'm videotaping, why don't you mind your own business? Fair. Yeah. Was there, was there any comedy to it when you said no, it? No. You're like, it's not. so over the no. top, it's funny? I, I should bring in that clip just so you can see. Like, my daughter was unfazed by it but you have it yeah i was re- i recorded it there's video we have to see that why don't you mind your own business yes yeah <laughs> and she goes okay and then she just she had a little floaties on turned around and started paddling away and i went oh i'm a horrible person in the moment you realized oh i shouldn't have done that no it took a little while after that I didn't know exactly at the time. But you know what, though? Sometimes, like, I have those moments, too, where it comes out, and uh, I'm like, wow, I didn't need to be that, like, curt or yeah. rude. No. You know what I mean? It yeah. happened just the other day. 
Everybody's crying in here. We'll get together. Yeah, Pollen. By the way, Otani and his career against uh, Kershaw. 0 for 8, 4 strikeouts. One hour in the books, two more to go. More phone calls coming up. Take a break. Back after this. One more item as we close out hour one on 9-11. 2,977 people were killed in terrorist attacks on American soil. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been supporting America's heroes and their families ever since then. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays off their mortgage and tries to lift that financial burden and bring their family some kind of stability. U.S. Army Specialist Jason Wheeler is one such hero. He re-enlisted after 9-11, but a training accident left him unable to walk. After years of trying to manage, Specialist Wheeler and his family moved into a mortgage-free smart home that was custom-designed for his needs. Our nation's heroes, people who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities every day, need your help. Help the heroes and their families join Tunnel to Towers. It's mission to do good. Never forget. Donate $11 a month to T2T.org. That's the letter T, number two, letter T. Thank you. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 